I thought I could save you. Clean all your scars while I bathed you, but I can't change you. And you can't change me, but then you framed me. Then painted a picture that you wanted to see. Don't owe me. Show me your art. Remove the H-E because he no longer has your heart. But I don't either. God sent around my neck, but I'm not your ether. So you can hate me now or just take a bow, but we both know this wasn't ending in vows. A-E-I know you and you know me. I made this bed, so I'ma lay in it. I allowed a situation to turn into a relationship. Because when I pull on your hair and I whisper poetry in your ears, I eliminate all the fears you have when you overthink. Don't worry, I already cleaned all the dishes in the sink. I just need your hips to sink with mines. Let's enjoy the time while it lasts. Soon, nightmares will arrive from the past and we'll have problems we can't just solve with cash. Our desires complain because we don't see intimacy the same. So if our love languages stay the same, our lust will trump the pain until our fountain of youth is drained that we'll look at each other to blame. The truth hurts, but does it hurt enough to change? You're way too fast for me to put out this flame. I think we both don't know the definition of being insane. Welcome back to Self Care and Chill with Molly. And I'm so excited for our special guest today. So before I introduce him, I want to give you guys a little recap because I know you haven't heard from me in almost three weeks and y'all ready to curse my ass the fuck out. Like, yeah, Molly, we ain't hear it from you since you was in Houston with Kira or wherever city we was in. But today is the last day of our Poetry Pack tour with me, Kira, Cito Blanco, and just Mike. We are in Miami. I'm so excited to have the Self-Care and Chill podcast continue to start dropping on Self-Care and Chill Sundays. I'm happy that I was able to bring a Zai with me. I done got a new goddamn dog, y'all, and the dog is ready to get the fuck out the house if he shits on my freaking carpet in my new apartment one more goddamn time. My boyfriend doesn't even train the dog right, so that's what's been going on with me, but I do miss my man, even though he's not a good dog trainer. Okay, so our special guest today is Cito Blanco. What's up, man? It's your boy Cito Blanco, man. Live from the Bronx. Man, we in Miami right now. Last date. Poetry pack. We back outside poetry. It's going to be a good conversation, man. I'm tapped in. I'm all the way tapped in. Cito, I'm so happy that we are finally doing a podcast together. 100%. Like, I feel like it's a long time waiting. So one of the things that I love about Cito is um, I was doing a poetry show in New York. And Kira had recommended some poetry poets for me for that show. I think majority of everybody that she recommended to me canceled and said, yeah. no, can't make it this last minute, no. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they just wasn't filling the venue because it was small, whatever the case may be. But not Cito. You, 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 you was the only one that really came for me. I felt so sad yeah. that day. Like, I'm like, this is going to be so terrible. Like It was a good show, though. Honestly, the wild part is one of my favorite venues. Like, Old the Babel in Brooklyn is one of my favorite venues. Right? I love the vibe. I love the space. So it's so hit, intimate. Nah, for real. And, um... At that time, I was really on some like, yo, you like, you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Right. So it was like, I think I had plans that day too, but I was like, right, I could go do the show, bang that out, and then do what I had to do after. So to me, it's just like, those opportunities and moments, you never know what they're going to be or what they lead to. And Yeah, I absolutely agree. And you know from being around me that I'm the fuck crazy, that's for mine. <laughs> I'm really crazy about who be around me, the energy, I'm not feeling the vibe. I feel like after that, if I invited Cito to a show... He has always came through for me whenever he can. And that meant so much to me because at the time, like I've grown, like you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But to other people, it may not have, I have, may not have been 
as big as they wanted me to be or something like that. Or they might not have felt like my poetry shows was that important or whatever. But you didn't really care how big the show was going to be or where it was at. Like, you would always come through for me. And I feel like that really meant so much to me. Which is important. But I feel like also, like, the type of vibe that you had at your shows was always amazing. Right. And they always loved you. That too, but... The, but the curation and the energy of it. Right. Like, I feel like the poetry world could be very, like, niche sometimes. And I felt like what you were doing created a different space. Where it was just like, it, it felt just like poetry. It felt like an extended conversation right. with poems in between that we all needed to either heal, grow, or evolve and laugh at times. And I think that's what made it dope. I think that made it really, really dope. I think my favorite show that we did together was, um, what was that place in New York? at the? Uh, we was just talking about this because... Well, it was me, you, Kira, and Sap Life, and your friend. Oh, 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 uh, the Brooklyn Brewer. The Brook, not Brooklyn Brewer, the, uh, Brooklyn the Seller. Brooklyn yes. Seller, yeah, like, that was yeah, a good show. Nah, yeah, it was a really good show. I liked that. Yeah. I liked the way it looked inside. I liked the vibe. I liked everybody's performance. Your friend was really dope, too. Nah, like, the, nah, the energy. Everything was on point. Everything was great. Yeah, shout out to CJ. Yeah, it was a good vibe. Yeah. Like, I love that show. It was cool. I'm like, go ahead, CJ. Your friend is really dope. Like, nah, CJ, he, it's funny. He, man, CJ, the only person that ever made the, uh, the, the Norican Poetry Slam team and the Brooklyn Slam team. Ever in history, and that's like probably two of the top eight slam teams in the world. Really? Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, well, really, so, really shout out to you, CJ, because yeah, that's, that's, a, that's yeah. super decent. No, 100%. Um, so today, if, if you, I don't know if you ever tuned into the podcast, but you know, most of the time I'm reading these ladies for filth, and when I do got my guy friends on here, I always want them to give a perspective to the woman for them to be able to pinpoint in themselves what they might be doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like we don't really know what we're doing wrong because it's us. And we get advice from our girlfriends that's doing wrong shit, too. Yeah, say that again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Sometimes we assume that we know what's right, but that's real. Right. That's real. So we get advice from our homegirls. They could get advice from me because, you know, I have wonderful advice. Um, but it's not helping when you call in your homegirl uh-huh. and she it's- giving you some badass advice. And your mama that's not married and they never been married and single with four different baby daddies is giving you advice, too. So, um. And the process, you have a you have a poem that we everybody love. So if y'all aren't familiar with Cito Blanco, he's going he's gonna plug his Instagram. I'm also gonna plug it on the Apple Podcast caption. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcast, so that you can follow him. But he has a poem that everybody love, and it's called Fuck Boy. Okay. Yeah, I apologize for my fuck boy ways. Yeah. So on your transition, because uh-huh. I don't even view you like this. I love the poem for like this it's humor. Yeah. But it's not because I see you that way. Would you still consider yourself? I wouldn't. No, honestly, the irony of it is that that poem was a, is an older poem, mm-hmm. but I feel like in the space of our show, it also opens up a conversation of allowing certain women to get the perspective they never got, which in which leads to a closure they never got because I was as a man I wasn't able to give that back then. Right. So I feel like in that poem, it kind of like solidifies that I didn't have. It wasn't really you. I was battling myself. And as I was battling myself, I might have hurt you in the process. And you might have, I might have enabled certain things. We might have been toxic. But really and truly, like, I'm, I'm sorry for doing what I did in that moment. But really and truly, it was a battle between me and myself. When do you, when do you feel like you got that moment of, like, accountability and, like, feeling apologetic for the things that you've done? Um, because it's so hard for men to admit that, you know what, like, this shit, this shit might be internal. It might not even have nothing to do with you. I feel like it was the self-growth aspect of it, um, but like we were talking about earlier, like hitting zero. Like I remember just what made me start writing poetry in the, in the first standpoint of just like, what does that pain look like? And just the pain of like, like death, being in certain areas of like growing up in like poverty. It, you just have a different viewpoint of just life. And then you start to realize where does pain come from? Some of it comes from like 
the, the system and how they look at you and like you all know like the jail complex and that. But some of it also is just like the lack of love mm-hmm. that we receive or how women necessarily love us. And some of it stems from like how our mothers may enable us to a certain point that we find women that enable us to another point that before we know it, we just like grown with kids and we don't know how to really love. And right. I never wanted that. I never wanted to be or live like that. I wanted to find like that real like genuine love. And um, I just went on the quest for it because I was breaking hearts. I was doing damage and I didn't want to do that no more. Right. And no matter how truthful or honest I could be and say like, I'm not going to be this, I'm not going to be your boyfriend, I'm not going to do all that. I had to realize that if she sees it in me and every time I show up, she has a different viewpoint of it. Then now I'm just as responsible Damn. for not showing. Like I'm just as responsible to not be there. Even if I tell her like I'm not never be your boyfriend, if you know being with her, she think that one day, I have the responsibility to just not be there and hopefully just let her know like yo, that's not what's gonna be. Because I think that's so deep what you just said. Like if you coming around her and she see that in you, like that's why well, you hear women say like, well, what? you see the look in their eyes and that should be bugging you like. Oh, she's looking at me like I'm it. And that's why sometimes like I've I've been in situations where purposely like I've seen self I've seen self-sabotage happen so much. Like I'll self-sabotage so many different situations. Where it's kinda like I could show up right now and solidify her looking at me like I could be it, or I could just burn this down right now. And then she'll just like and like you talk about one of your poems, she'll bang with me enough until her mind leaves, and then I'll probably get and then I'll probably get a couple more months of her body, and then she's gonna cut too. Right. And what do you think that self-sabotage come from? Because I feel like in times in my life where I self-sabotage, mm-hmm. um, I don't feel like I was deserving of anything that was good. I felt like I wanted things that reminded me of my childhood. Like even with being with guys that were super nice or anything like that, it didn't feel like this was how it was supposed to feel. I feel like if you love me, you, you should be mad if I'm going out. You should curse me out when you're angry. You should call me out my name. You should be controlling. If you were anything that was healthy, it was bad. This this is not right. Yeah. This is weird. But it's um it's, it's it's patterns, it's behavior, it's um that's that's a real generational curse. Like not to go deep into like the slavery era and back in the day, but it's like we couldn't hold hands. We couldn't do public affection and stuff. There's certain things now that like I grew up on that were still the same rules that Massa gave us. Right. Like you couldn't really love. You couldn't be there for your child. You couldn't hold your wife's hand. Like, you wasn't there to protect her. Like, so these things, I feel like, have become so adaptable that now we don't realize where they stem from, but they stem from that space. Right. And, um, and some of it is self-hate. Like, if, you don't, if I don't love myself, how can I love you? And right. you speak about that a lot. Right. And... I don't have nothing to give you. It's legit. So, if we live in the flesh, then all things would be fleshly. But raising a child, having love, building a family is way beyond the flesh. Right. It's way beyond physical. So... Physical started this family, but mental and emotional will keep it going. And if I don't have that, I'm going to just keep starting families that I can't fill up because I don't have the rest of it. And I can either continue to do it and try to grow along the way, but we've shown that that doesn't always work. Or I can just stop, um, just get right and try to eventually or hopefully fulfill those shoes one day. What do you feel like is the difference right now? Opposed to like people telling you like how their grandma was married for eighty years, like why do you feel like it's so more common for people to just start all these families? But because for one, I feel like, and I have a problem with this so much. Like people like you'll bring back the old girls or bring back the old men or the women, but like some of that stuff was survival love. Some of that was just like, yo, I got all the option. Some right. of that was was solidified in trauma. 
Like we like it's funny, like we love our grandfathers and our grandmothers so much, but sometimes like with all due respect, those are the same grandmothers and grandfathers that swept some of that family secrets under the rug. Right. That's, I agree. Yeah, like those are still the same some of the people that allowed certain things in our family that, that took place that are still affect us now, that affect the children, that are causing these traumas. And Sometimes baking a pie or sitting down for the Sunday dinner doesn't quiet that. Right. And we thought it would do that. So to me, I feel like, I'm not, I'm not speaking for the rest of the world, but just from like us in a sense of like probably just like melanated people, we've been loving for survival forever. This is probably one of the first couple times in history that we're in a space where we get to like build our own blueprint on what that looks like. Right. And with the, with the wealth gap starting to just open up, Women making women making more money in that aspect of being able to provide certain things. I'd also it feels like it also creates spaces where men don't necessarily have to wear that burden so much, but you have to I fill agree. up in other spaces. Now you don't gotta cover all the bills. So now if you only gotta cover fifty percent or sixty or forty, that that percentage that's left over there has to be filled in with emotions. Talk about it. And in that space, then it, it levels everything out. Cause I, I don't like how um older minority men like age or how they die. Like, once they stop working and they retire, it's kind of like, give them, like, five to seven years and it's over. I, I feel like that was, like, that's something I really, really had to heal from with, like, reading, like, the statistics about that when people mm-hmm. retire. Like, they yeah. need to, like, get some type of hobby. Yeah, well, not. Because, like, my grandpop, he retired, and he would always say, like, oh, I'm going to spend time with y'all. I'm going to do more stuff with y'all. I think, like, he only had eight months after retirement. And like, he, just... he didn't have, like, he just would go to the bar every day and spend his pension. He didn't know what to do, like, outside of working himself 13 hours. And like, he just went to the bar every single day, would get a waiter, $150 tips. And he has nothing to do, like, with his time, his month, money, like, and pass right away. And and that's, I think that's so scary. Like, the whole grandfather that comes home and just watch TV and sits on the rocking chair and just works. Yep. Um, I feel like that isn't the ideal future I would ever want it. Right. Um, but but I, look at that. No, I feel like it's important, like, what you say about, like, this is the first time that we've been able to, like, really build something like even when you when you start your family like you can really build your family however you want it like 100 and with us staying for survival like you said and sweeping these things under the rug with some apple pie and sweet potato pies and yeah. shit like that let me go on the pies be fire right, but i like not... the fucking pie don't get it twisted <laughs> but it ain't worth the trauma but i always like even with me now like me feeling like i'm creating my family like me being with my boyfriend he loves my son my son loves him mm-hmm. like even when we argue and sometimes my decisions like, uh, if he get on my fucking nerves, I don't want to be with you. Like, I will be taking you away from my son, too, who also loves you. Shit, right now, I'm taking you away from my goddamn dog. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And a dog love your ass, so I will be taking you away from the freaking dog. So, but I, I adore my boyfriend. But I feel like right now, we always talk about how, like even with us moving and everything, mm-hmm. we're creating a family how we want it to be. Like, yeah. you see what I'm saying? I wasn't able to do that with his dad before because I feel like um, outside of the family, we cared about each other. We weren't meant to be together, and that, that was forced for a child. Okay. Like, we're trying to force this because a child is here. Whereas they're, like, having a house that's just filled with love Isn't and, it? like, filled with healthiness and communication 
and we not sweeping nothing under the rug because the only rug we got in here is the one that the dog shitting on. It's about to go out. So, <laughs> but what would Hill Cito say to the Heat Cito before he got to where he is right now? What would be some advice that you would have gave him that he didn't know? That you feel like would have been like super helpful in your journey and your growth? You would have healed a long time ago if somebody would have said this to you. Healing is a journey that takes more than just time. Mm -hmm. Healing is a space. It's a mentality. It's a lifestyle. And you can't keep certain things in your life while you're healing that are going to trigger you Mm -hmm. or bring you back to where you were before. And... I was into the same music, eating the same food, wearing the same clothes, going to the same environments, trying to not be a fuckboy. Right. And I had to realize that all these things have an element in that. Like, you drinking that much Henny in a week plays a factor in that. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, like, you trying to dress like the latest rapper and go to the newest party and, like, those environments play on those things. Not knocking any of it, but I had to realize that you don't wake up and become this person. And you don't, and you can't wake up and not become the person either. The same amount of steps it took for you to get there, it might take that many steps plus more for you to not be that. And just to assess and analyze what is causing this. Because, like, you don't just wake up and just be like, I want to sleep with three girls in a week. Before you know it, you hear Travis Scott's song. You're like, oh, yeah, he did say that. Right. And then you realize that <laughs> these things are implanted in your subconscious, and you realize that you don't even like threesomes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know, like what am I like, doing? Yeah, like, I'm just doing this for what? Like, social validation or what? So um, it just makes you realize, like, stop and realize what do you really, really want? And you kind of find out, like, we don't really know what we want. We're kind of really pro. And that's okay if you don't know. And that's okay. That You're right. That's major. It's okay to not know what you want. But I think the first step is realization. And, um... Jay-Z talked about that. that what you reveal, you heal. So I think the conversation of just speaking on what you reveal, like, let's unpack it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Let's talk about it. I'm working on this poem right now. It's like, mirror, mirror on the wall. Like, show me, like, show me all my flaws. From the, I'm so, from, the, from the dirty moments to the I'm so appalled. Like, strip that ego and show me them flaws. Right. Like, show me all of it. That's heavy, though. Yeah. It's, it's real because once I can look my flaws in the mirror every single day and realize I, I can't change this today... But step by step, right. it makes me realize step by step of the relationship, I could get with somebody that's not going to be perfect, but I could work on that. Right. The same thing on the relationship with my father or my sister or my mother or all these things. Like they, they can replicate them in other areas. But I realized that a lot of that trauma and that pain, what we have with others, we look at as a vacation. I feel like as a man, I looked at women as a vacation. Dang, I got to get this money. Dang, my man's just doing this. Dang, my man's just dying. They doing this. Certain people getting locked up. My pops is getting sick. My mom's doing this. Uh, this girl nagging my son. And then you just like, after a while, you see a girl that look good. You're like, what's up? And you have all those feelings of that. But you don't really think of that to build upon. You think like... This vagina is an escape? Yeah. Like, I think Frank Ocean said, you're rolling marijuana. That's a cheap vacation. Like, to me, I would say, you're busting a nut. That's a cheap vacation. Like... In that moment, in that space, I don't have to think about that shit. Right. I don't got to think about nothing else. Sometimes the best sex be when a nigga stressed out. 
But yeah, he take it all on you. It's like what? Well, damn. But I think, but we can't say that's the best sex and that's healthy. But I get what you're right. saying though, but because on, on, on our end, no, no, no. Though, it's like damn, you <laughs> fucked the shit out of me. Oh no, yes, but like, and that is a very good point. Like some of that fucking the shit out of you was that anger. My boss just got me tight. I ain't man. This right. ain't this, and I'm gonna just I'm gonna take my energy out. Um, I ain't gonna lie to you. Like I had to, I had to from a, just to, to pivot the conversation. I had to learn how to um keep a certain sexual drive or energy from a healthy standpoint. Of still pleasing her a certain way or giving her the same type of energy if I did, if I was mad because of that. Right. Like, I've seen mills that they be like, yo, healed sex and it's good as trauma sex. And that sounds crazy, right. but I understand what they mean. I <laughs> what <you're talking> <laughs> like, like right. I get it. Like, that whole, like, I'm sitting there, like, I'm, I'm probably going round after round because I'm just like, yo, I don't want to stop right. this because I got to get back to regular life. When I'm healed, I'm like, man, I can... Let me, let me and they, they start confusing that trauma sex with passion. Yes, and it's not. Because it's so intense. Yeah. And it's like, no. It's yeah. like, two people... Like, I always say this, like, when your love languages aren't being catered to, mm-hmm. there's so many love languages that you can activate in a woman just by having sex with her. Physical touch, affirmations, small That's acts real. of kindness. Mm-hmm. And by you being with an that woman's home and her bed... Touching her, that Netflix and chill, cuddled up, it goes, kissing foreheads. Yeah, it, every last freaking love language that I don't get catered to on a day to day basis, you have fulfilled, and you want to know why I want to be your girlfriend. No, in that moment, which is real. I want to be your wife. <laughs> Marry me. Y'all wonder why she she acting like this and she moving fast. Listen, I ain't. I'm sorry. I gotta stop kissing foreheads. That should go a long Yo, way. When you kiss her forehead, her soul and her common sense leaves her body. This is a fact. But. I don't know. Sometimes you want to kiss the mind. No, I agree. I agree with it. Sometimes you want to read. But it's also in a space where it's like, especially being a man growing up in like certain viewpoints of life, when something is going wrong and you know she needs it, her body's yearning for something, you want to provide it. Right. Like I learned that providing isn't always an economical thing. Providing mentally, spiritually, emotionally goes a long way. So I think that's so crazy that you just said that mm-hmm. one of the no- another question i want to ask you that i think that is so important for black men but men in general is what do you bring to the table that is not financial and doesn't require you to be a provider and i, f- I had to learn that like because i feel like some people don't even respect a man outside of what he can provide or buy for or do for you in his generation because of like social media and like and what is in the chris rock i've seen that chris rock shit forever like yo dog and women the only people that get live unconditionally right. providing. <laughs> right like but it's men like, have to but y'all bring so much into a household that only like a certain type of woman will be able to realize and appreciate but, I, but, but once again a certain type of woman right i feel like just even us speaking like specifically we're also in a space right now where we, our our talents have have given us the ability to see life from a different perspective right like so many people want to heal but can't heal because life is just too much going on right now where they can't find that space. Mm. And, I, and I love that we're, we're creating more environments for that now. Mm. But men can provide the, the mental and emotional support for providing. But the issue is that if they don't have it for themselves, how can they provide it for somebody else? Right. And, we're, and, and I haven't just that. I'm not even putting this on men to just wake up and have it. What environments in society give us the blueprint or teach us that? Like, what part of the class did you guys get it and we didn't? Right. At what moments was it from the Ken and, Ken and Barbie dolls? Was it the, we want to go play sports and y'all? Like, when did, when did emotional intelligence be instilled in women more than men in the form of society of us growing up? Or maybe it's just a, is it just a genetic thing? And I think that's what kind of sticks with me. Like, 
I had to stop and learn emotional intelligence on some real, just like right. figure it out. But for those that don't develop it, why do women have more emotional intelligence than men? And how does that happen? Right. I think that's something that ponders me. Because I definitely feel like even like we're, we're having a kid, like we like having my son, like I naturally just a motherly instinct kicked in that I didn't even know I had. Like I can, I would automatically wake out, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, wake up out my sleep with the yeah. sound of a. Like, oh, so you just knew. Like instincts, whereas though, like where the fuck, whereas though his dad wouldn't wake up. Like he didn't develop any of the instincts that, that, that I had. That's interesting. Like, that's a good point. Like that's when, a, when, when the freak did these yeah, things like, kick in? I, I, I just wonder. Like even like I, I feel like another thing that men do that I feel be feeling bad for them outside of it's two main things that I feel like we get an advantage because I always I know people always say not that it's a competition on who has the harder life, mm-hmm. but. People always say, "Well, y'all don't have a period. Y'all don't carry babies and all this stuff like that." I have my friend. I have my girlfriends. I could call if I'm sad and depressed. Y'all don't really have somebody that you're gonna call and cry. Like not unless you got like a best friend or brother. Like he knows. That's, like you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Y'all don't really have those outlets that we have. Like even with social media, like there's so many pages that are like mine that will help women. That's for but women, but not with men. I could I could have two dollars to my name, and I could call me a man that's still gonna treat me like a queen. Yeah. Y'all don't even feel like y'all have that much worth. If y'all can't do for yourselves or provide, like y'all don't be wanting to do nothing. Some of y'all don't want to have sex if y'all pockets ain't right. I so, agree with that. I, I, I wasn't always like that, but I agree. I agree with that in that aspect. But just the overall point. Um, but it's like why? Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, with the instincts, like what you talked about. Where is where is the disconnect, or who is not reminding this, these men of how worthy they are, or how great they are as people? Like, where is it? Where are we getting all these things from and y'all not? Okay, I would say society and the lack of fatherly roles in okay. in life. Doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be your father, but just fatherly roles in life. Um the reason I'm gonna say against society is like I don't wanna make it seem like there's certain principles that I know are trying to change now, but I feel like there's a certain standard of men that should be upheld a certain way. Okay. Yes, should we be able to provide? Yes, we should be able to do these things, but it shouldn't only stop with that. It should be able to expand more. And I feel like we shouldn't be able to sacrifice the rest of our life to be with our family just for this moment. I feel like men get like a good 15 to 25 years of just being good and everything else is just... I had to get to the point to get money. I got money. My family good. Now I know what to do. Now I'm glad. And that part is right. where it's like, if it's the marathon like Nip would talk about, then a woman told me the other day, it's like, if you're not taking care of your body, your body, how can I be here to love you if you're not going to be here? Right. And it stuck with me because I realized Damn. that I'm not thinking about my future of being here. You don't I'm think th- about the marathon. I'm thinking about the race of get my family, get them where they need to be, provide them a certain way, get my mama Louis bag, get her house, get whatever. And then from that point, I'm good and I'm out of here. Right. When it has to be more than that. That's the disconnect I feel like we have from our ancestors, where it's like the leader of the tribe was older. The wisdom is necessary. These things are important. And I so- feel like that's also like what you said. That's, that's, that was, those are more survival instincts for right here and right now. Yeah. This is what I need to do right now. Instead of thinking... We're not really thinking long term. 100%. We, even like what you just said, like with the spaces that people create of healing, but there's so much going on in life. When I think about the times where I know I needed healing, like I had a 13-hour shift and had to pick my son up from daycare and make him something to eat and to give him a bath when I got home. It was no time to heal. And, like, that's, and that's the thing. And, um, Yeah. I, all of it plays a factor. Like, where we are as the people economically, not having certain resources, keeping the black dollar in the community, those things play a factor. Because when I see, like, 
me, I'm a, I'm a history buff. When I see the people that are able to do these things, like take the Nation of Islam, for example, like people can say what they want, but when you look at their environment, because they're able to control their dollar, control their time, they're able to have a certain level of integrity. Like when we think about when you have to work so much and do so much, my mom, my mom would beat me because she didn't have time to teach me. Right, so she's frustrated. So she, so she frustrated. So she had to beat me for me to understand what I have to do in this moment because the next moment had to be keeping food on my back and and keeping um clothes on my back and food in my stomach. When she doesn't have to do that, she can stop and say, "Son, do you know who you are? Do you know why you're here? Do you know what your purpose is?" That's a different conversation. Right. But I can't expect her to be in that when she already has so much of the workload on her. Right. So it, it becomes tough. It becomes difficult. I feel like in the internet era, like YouTube and stuff like that, we're able to get mentors and learn information from other people. But um, that's the decent part. Where is the like you could go, on, you could find you a mentor on social media and just yeah. be like, I'm going to this page every day and getting a gym. Hundred percent. I'll say Eric Thomas did a lot for me in that aspect of just yeah, what that him. looks like. Yeah, Eric Thomas just in a sense of just like being powerful and standing up and like what it means to be in love and just be strong in leadership. And I think that's a beautiful thing. But we live in an information age. Right. So um, at one point in time, and I don't want this to be a knock on the older generation. I love what they've done. Um, the sacrifices they made for us to be here is so amazing. But it's also like at a certain point in time, they pass a baton and it's on us to keep it going. Um, we all have to forgive our parents eventually. Because once you understand what they were going through, what was so much. Right. Then you realize yes. that, okay, wow. But now, who, the gap between what they learned and where they stopped, we can't, we can't just absorb that with... With Instagram and Snapchat and just having good times, a lot of work has to get done. And I think we're not doing a lot of work. And I think, well, I, I feel like the work has to get done. We're so in love with the um, result, we're not in the process enough. Right. And I think um, a lot of it's survival instincts. But as a man, what we need to provide more is just that, that emotional intelligence. I think we need emotional intelligence, like if it's seminars or workshops or just even like in the music and the art more. Right. We need to be more tapped in with that. I feel like... If it was a little bit more emotional intelligence, it would be more families. Like, it would be like, damn, my girl probably going, going through postpartum. That's why she acting like that. Or she's pregnant. Or maybe she's depressed. We go... Like, it's, it's been... I know there's people out there where they're like, their relationship could have been saved, but we didn't but, understand this person's emotion. 100%. Honestly, all that... Like, postpartum, all that... I didn't know what that is. Like, I right. learned that later on. Like, now through podcasts and clips on Instagram. Like, some of that stuff is essential of, like, learning it later on. But I feel like, like when you understand people's emotions, you're able to give people grace. Yes. I'm able 100%. to extend. I know my grandma on dialysis. I know we always joke about me blocking yeah. my grandma. I block her fucking number. I'm blocked through the day. She was happy I called, but I'm able to extend her a certain level of grace because mm-hmm. I'm able to understand what you're going through emotionally and how overwhelming that may be for you to lash out on me. Yeah, but I will block your number. Don't get it fucked up. No, hundred percent. I'm not never going to curse her back no, out, which is or tell tell her how I feel or tell her about herself. I'm just because blocking. you have the grace, right? I'm but, giving you grace, but you're also in a position where you're able to give grace. Because you would give grace to yourself. Right. Once you're able to give... I think forgiving yourself goes a long way, too. Um, I, I see a lot of... Um, and this is not all men. I don't want to give into that space, but I'm going to talk my life. Like, from a sports standpoint, like, I remember, like, I was supposed to make it to the league and buy my mom a house and whatever that was instilled in me. And for so many years, I didn't forgive myself for that. I didn't realize I could be more. I didn't realize that I can still have an impact on the world without being a millionaire and playing a sport or right. rapping or so like these ideologies that they talk about is real. They 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 sick and they sink into your mind and then before you know it, you so you spent so much time in the first 18 years of your life trying to do something that you think the rest of your life is a waste when it's like 
most millionaires ain't until they're 53. Like, right. we're not in it in the marathon. We're like, survival is so much that by the time you get to 25, 26, you're here, but you don't know how to love. Some of us don't have an education. Some of us don't know how to provide. And you're trying to just pick it up. But there has to be a space where we have to, mm-hmm. an environment to do that. I don't know if it's a, um, a emotional intelligence camp. I do want to start a nonprofit for younger boys, to be honest, on some like, how do we teach them emotional intelligence at a younger age? Right. Like not, it's, it's like, the slogan is long, but it's not the, it's words, the words that write you. Because we all have a story within our soul, but some of us speak it, some of us don't. And what does that look like? Because we have to express it. Because we walk around with so much. I like no. I say it's a test all the time. Like, look at your man. Look at any man walking in the street. And if his jaw is tensed up, mm-hmm. like, like so many, especially black and Spanish men, like my, we walk around with our jaw tensed up all day. Like as if like if somebody was going to hit me you're or waiting for somebody like to yeah, like you're just waiting for like any moment I'm ready. Right. That is like understanding yoga in my body. That is not good. Right. I'm teaching my body. Like that, it needs to protect itself. It needs to protect itself at all times. There's right. no breathing. There's no oxygen. There's no flow in that. Like right. My brain, my pileal gland can express right. it. Like so, when we think about some of the psychological, mental, and emotional, and physical things that we do, it really stems so much back to just survival. Right. That you're trying to just protect yourself at all times. Yeah, and um, we just got to find a way to, to fix that or get better at it. Um, and that trickles down into. Into relationships and not doing right, I'll say. I feel like a lot of the, like what you're saying with the emotional intelligence, it trickled down into a lot of relationships. Do you feel like it, any of your relationships didn't work out for your lack of emotional t- intelligence? A lot. I feel like a lot of them. Um, and how do you, and what do you feel like, wait, are we in a relationship now? Are we single? What are we doing first for our followers that want to know? And also tell them your zodiac sign. Oh, my zodiac sign, I'm a Taurus. I don't know what my rising is, but big Taurus energy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we outside. Um, am I in a relationship? No, but I'm working towards one. Oh. Yes. So what does that look like for Cito? Does this feel healthy too? Like, give us some, because at the end of the day, we are always talking about relationships here. Uh-huh. I'm glad that you was gave, you you were able to touch on so many different things and given so many different perspectives of like a man, especially a man with your level of intellect and yeah. intelligence. Thank you. And not somebody that... You know what I'm trying to say because yeah, I'm trying no. to change your life. <laughs> no. But what does a, what does healthy healthily working towards a relationship look like with you? Okay, um, realizing that sometimes we aren't healed, we just don't have our triggers in front of us anymore. Mm-hmm. And when they come back up, how we respond is essential. Um, and then realizing to do something to get something you never had, you gotta do something you never did. Um, I've had a conversation with the person I'm working on relationship with right now. And um, we were speaking about just how do we fix certain things and get there. And um, I can admit at times I wasn't being the man in the situation enough where it's like find a solution and stop dwelling in the problem. Because at times that's what it means. It's not always come pay for this. Sometimes it's like we keep going back and forth. Right. Let's do this. And um, one solution I realized because we both... Um, we're both creative, and we both do love, like, I remember that, like, the school aspect and creative aspect of things. So let's do a Venn diagram on some real Tyler Perry, Janet Jackson in the booth, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. In the um, gazebo energy. Like, let's do a Venn diagram. What are the things that we feel like we need to work on together? I need to work on by myself and what you need to work on by yourself. So now when things go to a certain space and something comes up, we can label that like, okay, babe, that's a you thing right now. Now, I can help you with that, but understand that there's certain traumas that you may have dealt with that you haven't come to pass with yet, that 
that you need to do. All right, that's a me thing. Great. Then it's a us thing. Because I think being an individual and not losing yourself in a relationship is so important. Mm-hmm. So, we, so many, like, there's so many women that still have a piece of me that I left and I'm not sure I'm proud of that piece. And there's certain women that left pieces within me that I know they're not proud of. Right. And I think moving forward, being a healthy human being is that not every situation is going to lead to marriage or lead to what you want, but the pieces you leave in people should help them get to what they need out of life. Instead of you leaving pieces that can destroy them, give them pieces and building blocks to help them. And I think that's what healthy love, what healthy building looks like. I don't know if she's the one or she can be the one, but all I know is that my actions and intentions moving forward is to not hurt, but only give pieces that can help and build her to be a wife one day, if that's for me or for somebody else. Oh, This is so sweet. I'm just being honest. That just came out right now. We've been, it just came out We've been so going sweet. back and forth for like a couple of days now, just going through a bunch of stuff. But regardless of the what, fact, like... What is your favorite... What are some of your favorite qualities about her? Only because I don't think you've been in a relationship since we knew each other. No, nah, I just got out of a relationship heavy, like when we, when we met. No, oh, me and you have met? Yeah. Yeah, so we've been, we've been friends for a couple of years now. Yeah. And... This is the first um, time where it's though like, see, don't got a girlfriend. See, don't got a, like, even though he's working, <laughs> even though he's working towards something, it's like, see, don't got um, a girlfriend. See, yeah, got a girlfriend. Yeah, how did he just go back to like lunch from middle school just now? <laughs> so I feel like what made, what do you feel like is some qualities in her that made her different? And also, I'm sure those qualities are, are given to you at a place in your life where you're able to be receptive to it. Yeah. Um, for one, her most intelligence is high. Um, her energy is amazing. Um, her focus. Her focus and her grind is real. And do you feel like you are, you're attracted to that? Like people who are focused, have, yeah. have their own life? Cause I know who she is. Yeah. She has her own life. Her own, and that's important for me. I don't, I don't, I can't, I don't, I don't want to be the highlight of your, like the highlight of the entire, like I, I could be the highlight, but I don't need to be the main piece right. of everything. Like you got to go out and attack the world. Like we all had a purpose before love and after love. Like, you go out, attack the world, do what God put you on this earth to be, and come back to me, and let's share about it and talk about it and build a life with that. I don't, I, like, the laid up part and all those things are amazing. But it's tough because we see each other in different cities and doing so many different stuff. And it's kind of like there's never going to be those dull moments. So we have to make best of what we have. And I think um, that lifestyle for me is conducive. Like, something that's similar, but, I, but different enough. I feel like some. And I love my ladies. Y'all know I'm always team women. But I feel like a lot of them don't really understand how important it is to have your own life. No, nah, yeah, have they a life be... outside of it revolving so much around this man. 100%. You got to really, like, yo, you should be working out the girls' nights. You should be doing, like, doing the things that make you happy. My because... man has not been on no show at East Tour, y'all. He has not <laughs> came to one show. He is at home with that damn pissy-ass dog, okay? But it's essential because when, if I'm able to do the things that I love and I'm able to fill my cup when I come to you, it's going to run it over. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. We're going we're gonna to be in a space where we can live in that. But if I feel like we drain each other, we run each other too much, it's like, and we still got families, we got things we want to do, we got friends. Like, it's essential. It's essential. A balance. Everything is balanced. Right. Everything is balanced. So I love that because I know that sometimes, I know that listening to this, some women are going to be like, oh, I want that. Or they're going to also compare the qualities that they got to the qualities that you just said. And I feel like... It, but that, it, It's tough because that works for me. That works for you. It's not going to work for everybody. It's not going to work for everybody. Yeah. Some men like they women in the house don't go nowhere have no life. 100%. But um, in your opinion, if you had to like give three qualities that you feel like is just attractive to just the male species, like whereas though... How can you not like this in a woman? What do you feel like would be the top three qualities in a woman that you feel like majority of men have to like this? Um, supportive. 
Okay. I love that. Who wasn't like a supportive woman? No, so supportive is big. Funny. <laughs> yeah, knock, knock. Uh, <laughs> funny. Uh, I'm sorry. Like, I know a lot of women not going to like this, but some of y'all jokes don't be hitting. It just don't. Uh, knock, knock. <laughs> knock, knock. <laughs> I would say supportive, funny. And for me, me personally, a go-getter. A go-getter. I'll okay. say a go-getter. I think you can't. Now, and that's just from my, my thought process. Not every man is going to be that, but I like a go-getter. I got another question. I know that one, this is when I, I know, I know guys hate when women ask this, like, mm-hmm. fuck up a moment and be like, what do you like about me? Yeah. But I know that those things were in my boyfriend's top things that he liked about me. That's mm-hmm. why it's funny that you named those three. Yeah. Because I made him name five. And, like, he loved it, like, and he put a good mom in there, too, mm-hmm. like, but he, he loved how, like, I care about my business and all of that stuff. Like, I'm funny. He did. I think he threw food in there too. You always feeding me. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like any part of men look for their mom and a woman? Yes, but it can be bad because some of some men are gonna look for the good parts of their mothers, and some men are gonna look for the parts of their mothers that enabled them and instilled the mommy issues and the trauma in them. So the question is, what part of your mother are you looking for? Right. Um. That I think that part plays a big factor. Because yeah. I think that some women think that that's a compliment. Like, oh, you know. It's not. It's not always. It's not always a compliment. I sometimes, treat him just like his mom. He loved me because me and my his mom get along. We so much alike, and it's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah but sometimes it's. Sometimes it's not always that. It's not always. I feel that. like. Yeah, because my wife from mom. Shout out to her. Mm-hmm. I love her, but she don't know how to cook. I do. Know how to, she's. She set <laughs> the bar low with the food. Whereas the like, he in the house with a five star chef right now. You know, I just know how to cook. Is Yelp all the way up? Like, all the way up. Right, but I see so many qualities. Whereas though, like, I can see why he loves me and he remind because he has a great relationship with his mom. That is also a reason that made me attracted to him. Mm-hmm. Because I just love men who like respect their mom. Like, Coming but I know there's also men who ain't shit that respect and love their mama too. And Which she enabled their bullshit. But. Call me, uh, I don't feel like the ain't shit label, I think, gets missed. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I feel like the ancient label gets misdiagnosed so many times in the sense of we look for people, sometimes our self-sabotage is in the person that we decide to be with. Okay. Because I know I have to pick people that I could leave this situation easily when I needed to. And I felt like a lot of times, like I said in that poem, it's just kind of like, we both know this wasn't ended in vows. Mm-hmm. So many women realize like, yo, you know I'm not the man of your dreams or your husband deep down in your soul, but you want something so bad that you're willing to just... Right. Stay with this because you put so much time and effort into it. And I think that right there creates the space of, damn it, he didn't live up to the expectation. He ain't shit. I, I feel like too many times, don't get me wrong, there's some real fuckboys out right, here. Right, it is. Like, there's levels to the fuckboy shit. But sometimes it's not even that he was trying to be a fuckboy. Sometimes y'all both knew y'all wasn't supposed to be with each other. And y'all, y'all dragged it out because y'all mm-hmm. felt like... Yo, this is this is good enough to not bother the rest of my life. And we're in a generation where everybody is referring to a man as toxic, manipulating, Man- narcissist when he just didn't fuck with you. 
Like, and you forced it. Please say that again. Like, like, like yeah, sometimes. Even the people that I, even the men in my life, like in the past, where yeah. the, like, I referred to them as not shit. Yeah. I really was forcing a situation with a man from the jump start showed and me that he was just trying to fuck. And, and like, I'm doing all this relationship qualities. And we look back at some of that stuff and be wild. <laughs> because I see this meme all the time. Like, if you just want to fuck, just say that. It's like, it don't always be that. Like, some women be built like that, but sometimes it don't always be like that. Like, and it's like, even, okay, so even if. He not saying I just want to fuck. If he had never asked you to go anywhere, his only intention is that when I'm coming over, over then that's let's another, just assume he only he, wants to fuck. Hundred percent. Like, because my thing is, oh, we don't have to fucking break everything down to the simplest form of what things are. Because some people don't want that. Well, you should have just said that. Yeah, it's sometimes not that. And I feel like the biggest thing, like, because you know, I'll hear women say, "Well, he could have said that he didn't be here. He kept saying it, and you said that he ran from his problems, and he don't know how to communicate. Is, and you guilt tripped him into staying." I, I I heard something the other day about the same situation. And when she said it, it stuck with me because it's true. Because she's like, people always say actions speak louder than words until they don't hear the words. Mm. Like, if his actions is telling you everything you need to hear, it doesn't always work well in the space of love. Sometimes it works. And his actions also tell you he don't want to be here. Right. And you don't want to, you don't allow those actions to speak louder than the words. Right. You, gotta, you want him to tell you, I don't want to be here. or only see you this way. When everything he's doing shows you that he don't fuck with you like that. And, and you, I, I feel like... Depending on where you at in your life and what you want, you're going to pick to see and hear what you want to hear. Yeah. Like, you see what I'm saying? Nah, which is a... Because from the beginning, he said, I have no desire to be in a relationship at all. I don't want to be in one, okay? But he comes over, he fucks you, he might take you to get something to eat because he like to eat too. Like, you see what I'm saying? But, you feel like he's building something and from the beginning... It, it, it's what I said in the poem earlier. It's like, you, like, I can't change you and you can't change me. But then you frame me. Then you paint a picture that you want to see. Like, don't owe me. Show me your art. Your art is like who you are as a person. And I say remove the H-E because he no longer has your heart. Because sometimes women or all of us, we go over breakup so much that somebody still has our heart. And we're looking for somebody else to kind of revive us. And it's like, I don't have your heart, but he doesn't either. Right. So you have it. Build it and find it like... People that are whole and that work on themselves don't find themselves in the same situation as people that void feel. Mm-hmm. I no longer want to void feel. And that's a major step to healing. Right. No longer void feeling. Create this space that is going to hurt, but you need space to grow. You if you need at, it. So if you're at 100 and it hurts because you don't feel that 40 with anything, allow the 40 to build back up because eventually when you get back to 100... You'll be full. Instead of filling it with 20, then that 20 going to go back down to 18. Or go back down to 25 and take more what you had before. Sometimes you, you need that space. You sitting here with 18 and you trying to give something to somebody. You don't have shit to you give. You don't got nothing to give. It ha- you got to start with yourself. You have to. You don't have nothing you to have to give. Because if you're not right, nothing else works. I tell people that all the time. If you're not good, then none of it, none and of it works. And it's so hard when so many people are afraid to be by themselves. They're afraid to be alone. Right. And I feel like one thing with me being by myself... Is I had to realize it was a difference for me being by myself and me enjoying my company. A lot of the times I was alone, but, but I wasn't enjoying, enjoying my, my company. I'm that's in the real. house, sad, depressed, <laughs> but I'm not doing shit in here. Like I'm just, nah, that's I'm just real. thinking I'm healing because yeah, I'm not nah, doing nothing. nothing. Nah, that's real. Like now I go to Marshalls, I go like to the gym, like I go out, take myself out to lunch, like I take walks, like I enjoy my own company now. But before I can see why I needed Keep somebody to fill a void. Enjoying your company's real. That's a that's a bar. Enjoy, like, but. You have the resources to enjoy your company also. I think it stems back to like, sometimes people want to be in that space, but they Listen, can't. <laughs> as much as people would say that money don't be buying happiness and stuff, it's going to buy a bitch some time to figure out what it's yeah, going to make it, it is. Money like, buys you patience sometimes, right. or it, time. It, it buys, buys you time. time where you have time to figure it out. Right. Where you don't have to like worry about that. And I think, I, 
I know that, like what I told you, like being at that, that job, I was void feeling at that job and stuff like that. I didn't have much time. And in the time I did have, it, just, it felt so lonely. It felt so empty that I needed somebody to fill a void. Like I needed me a little boyfriend on the weekend Because you just need to, you know, there's also, we need something to numb the pain. Mm-hmm. We need something where we can't think about it all. So if I have any empty space, it's like, nah. I feel like, and I said this, when I was younger and when I was survival, when I was survival healing, I'll say, on um, procrastination was having the time to do something but not doing it. Right. Now that I'm actually like growing and healing healthily, procrastination is not making the time to do something. Right. So now you have to make the time to create spaces for you to do the stuff that you know make you a better person. With your discipline. Exactly. Now you don't, it's, it's no longer, you can't create excuses in that space. Right. And we, and we know what's good for you and know what's not. And know if you're making excuses, you're bullshitting on your life. Yeah. Period. It ain't nobody else's fault. It's a fact, 100%. It's yeah. your fault. Yeah. You yeah. could have got the fuck up today and do it. You ain't do shit. 100%. Sometimes you got to talk to yourself like that. Oh, no. Nah, I'm do. i not going to lie. Like, sometimes people are like, yo, like, you should be talk to yourself with self-love. and Yeah, be and gentle, be but be gentle. firm. Yeah, but be gentle. I remember, like, discipline is, discipline is love also. Yeah. Like, telling yourself, like, don't eat that, don't do this, because for the, for the, for the goal in the end is what you're really looking for, I think matters more than anything right. at times. And I feel like it's... At the end of the day, you know yourself. You know what kind of love you need. I know me personally. I 100%. need tough love. Yeah. Like, nah, I, but that's a, that's real. That's the kind of love I, yeah. I'm receptive to. And honestly, we can... Just a, a formula of greatness. Certain people in this world haven't done great things without a certain level of discipline. Right. We can love, we can love so many of the greats, but not, not understand their, their process. Like, self-audit every single day. Before you go to somebody with a situation or a problem or anything, ask yourself, what's your mental state? How are you feeling? What's the self-audit of it? Sometimes be your own devil's advocate. Wake up one day and just say no to everything you said yesterday. Yesterday, just understand, like, am I really strong on this? Right. Like, just figure what that's like. The world's going to do it for you or to you. So once you kind of are great with yourself and you know, like, nah, this is how I really feel, then you can't be manipulated or somebody can't tell you no because you're like, nah, I feel this way and I can tell you why. Because this happened, this happened, and this happened. So... And that's a formula for me. It may not apply to everybody, but Mm -hmm. maybe it'll help. I feel like that will definitely help some somebody or some people to apply to their own life because I feel like everybody is trying to get on this journey of becoming and doing more and they don't know where to start and like might not have enough time to start it might be so much shit going on in your life whereas though like you might feel like you don't have the time to start start that shit but baby steps is still progress 100% you you taking 10 minutes out your day to focus on you or read a page in a book is progress because nah. you ain't do that shit yesterday. <laughs> so tomorrow, if it's fifteen minutes, that's progress. No, nah, it's progress. Every 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 day is progress. Right, because two days ago you wasn't reading shit. Nah. So I, and then not only that, but con- congratulate yourself even if the steps ain't as big as you want them to be. No, hundred percent. And and also like be calm with yourself because doing it doesn't feel like doing it. It never feels like doing it. Right. Like you don't. Sometimes you don't know you you've grown until something will make you look back and say, "Whoa, that was life before." Because when life becomes good, there's no alert that says life is good. It's just your good days become right. your good days become normal now. Right. And now the good is your new normal. And you don't deem that necessarily as good anymore because you're looking at a different good. But you just leveled up. The level up doesn't always get a, an emoji or right. a feeling or a prize or anything. It's just life. Right. And I feel like in this, like what you said, there's no alert that says like life is good now. Yeah. I feel like one thing with me... With there no with there not being an alert, mm-hmm. I feel like a problem that I had was the alert didn't go off, and I never stopped working because what if life don't be good one day? I'm preparing for life to be bad again. 
So we let's let's work myself into the ground. Let's not celebrate nothing I do because, because one day life may be it may rain and I'm waiting for this rainy day. And, and Never thinking it. I think it rained enough all through your childhood and into your childhood <laughs> that you cool off rain for, 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 for nah, a while. No, nah, 100%. Which is a fact. Because I don't feel like I have no rainy days. I'm sure there'll be things where it'll be trying gonna, and stuff. I know it's going to be things that's going to hurt me. But, but maybe God felt like I had enough rain. I can, so you can live in the sun. Right. And that's just, but I also have to learn, too, and I've seen this meme. It's like, yo, life is not waiting for the rain to pass either. I learned about dancing in the rain. So even when we have those rainy days, right. there's moments where it's just like, yo, life is life is tough, but then like... Am I have I developed enough the skills and the mentality right. to see the silver line through all of this? Because there's certain days in my life I thought were awesome, right. but they made me extremely create a boundary so far out that I lost myself. Right. And there was days that I thought that broke me, but might have been the best day ever because it taught me a certain level of discipline and a lesson that I walk with every day that has led me to success. So they become subjective in the space of like life is just life. And things that may be bad today may be good 20 years from now because it changed your whole viewpoint on things. So I, I look at life like just like figure out dancing in the rain. Some days may be rainy, but sometimes you got to laugh through it and kill yourself with kindness. Like just give yourself a reason to like joke and laugh and say, yo, this ain't going to break me. Yo, one day I'm going to get through this. Like one day I'm going to look back at this and say, you tried it, but we still here. And that's how I be looking at it. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> so see, I feel like that was a dope. I feel like that was a dope gem for you to leave them with. So I ain't even mm. going to... You done gave them a whole hour of your time. <laughs> so I want to thank you so much for doing a podcast today. Like, you know, sure. I don't really have guests on here that often. So I'll be yeah. super happy when I, I get a guest. I think that maybe you're like the fifth or fourth guest I've ever had on here. And it's no, like... for sure. And we've did like over 70 episodes. And it's just <laughs> me. No, that's like 10%. Right. Like, it's like, like 8%. Okay. Like, but if it work, it work, yeah. you know? 100%. So, it's funny because somebody hit me up and said, you should do a podcast in Maui. And I was like, yeah, you're right. But then I was going to bring it up to you. So he was like, yo, in Orlando, let's do the podcast. I was like, yes, let's get yeah, it. Yeah, because people have brought this up on my live. And I'm like, you, my goal was to do it while we've been on tour. Like, at least one of the cities I could get yeah. some. I'm glad that freaking you reminded me today. Like, this is perfect because we not see Yeah, no legit. Cause I was like, 100%. Right. But, you know, shout out to your live, though. I appreciate the love I get. You know, yeah. They always show you, <laughs> you love on my live. So I want you to plug everything that you got on, going on your social medias in your book. So that when... Um, they're listening on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor, or wherever you're listening on, you'll know where to follow him on social media. Nah, for sure. Oh, you want to follow me on this Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, everything but Facebook is Cito Blanco. That's C-I-T-O-D-L-A-A-K-O. When you come to the shows, you get that. Book 98 Cents is on CitoBlanco.com and on Amazon. Um, got some uh, spoken word projects that's going to be coming out soon. It'll be Cito Blanco on iTunes, Spotify, and all your streaming networks. And tour has been amazing. Um, thank you, Maui, for having me here. And I appreciate you and I love you because you're my sister. Oh, I love you too. And thank y'all all for tuning in with Self Care and Chill with Maui. We'll catch y'all next time.